Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Jesus' great name, I give you praise. I give you praise, Holy Lord, I give you praise. Thank God. I want to make a rare announcement at this point. Uh, please remember on your calendar, on the monitor in the, the announcement monitor in the lobby, that we will be having a beautiful time of services, I want to call it, towards the end of this month, uh, on Wednesday, I believe it's the 19th, we will have Brother and Sister Garza and their family here, and Sister Appleton, and then they'll be here with us. We're going to have Wednesday night, which is our normal night. We're also going to have Thursday night for revival night, and then Friday night here will be the rally, and uh, we're making arrangements for a dinner after the rally. It will be very reasonable and uh, be at a local restaurant here. And then we'll have the Saturday, of course, will be kind of a rest day type thing and do what you can to get ready for the weekend. And we'll have Sunday morning and Sunday night with the same evangelistic family that are building a new work out in their part of the world, which I believe is Texas. And so lots of good things. I want you to be uh, marking that off. Please don't let anything interfere. And uh, let's just set those days aside. It's a rarity for us. We're very thankful for this brother and his family coming in. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. I'm in the book of Luke this evening. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Going to be in Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20. Okay. Thank God. All right. Luke chapter 20. Beginning with verse 19. And the chief priests and the scribes, the same hour, sought to lay hands on him. And they feared the people, for they perceived that he had spoken this parable against them. And they watched him, and sent forth spies, which should feign themselves just men. Hey, this is in your Bible, <laughs> right here. <laughs> okay, pay attention. That they might take hold of his words, that so they might deliver 
him unto the power and authority of the governor. Verse 21, And they asked him, saying, Master, we know that thou sayest and teachest rightly, neither acceptest thou the person of any, but teachest the way of God truly. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to stop, but I'll tell you, if I went on, you'd get to read how Jesus just shut them up. He just shut them up. He's good about doing that. But uh, I just want to point out that they did make a right statement here when they said that he taught the way of God truly. The way of God. Tonight, that's what you want to focus on with me. The way of God. The way in particular. All right? You may be seated. The Lord bless you. John's account the scripture said this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him who art thou and he confessed and he denied not but confessed I am not the Christ and they asked him what then art thou Elias and he saith I am not art thou that prophet and he answered no they said, then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And everybody said amen. amen. As he then, of course, was quoting Isaiah. The way of of the Lord. I like the fact that it was said, make straight, make straight the way of the Lord. In the same book, chapter 14, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You know, there's so many things that people get troubled about. So many things that they get upset about. So many things that they get out of sort about. And, uh, very often, I have to tell you, these things are nothing but distractions to get you, to get your mind off of what's really important. The Bible talked about people running to and fro. The prophet even talked about it. He said they would be like torches, like lanterns, running to and fro all over the place. People are chasing things that have zero eternal quality to. The Bible said, though, that we, as the church, the body of Christ, that we look at the things that are eternal. We're looking at those things. We're evaluating those things. We're, we're valuing those things. When they, as Jesus said, was quoting the Old Testament prophet, and he said that they they valued me, and they weighed my price, 30 pieces of silver. That was it. That was all they could see. Isn't it funny that they, I had a young man, and a preacher, and he said, I don't want it to be about money. He said, that's what my dad is like. And yet he turned around, and it was about money. 
He let the very thing that he hated become the very thing that he was chasing after. These people we see constantly in the Scripture here that they were always trying to catch Jesus in his words. They were always trying to find some way to tear down, to cause things to fail. But yet the Bible said that Jesus told them. He said, um, all right. In other words, you have your way. He even commended them. He said, you're pretty slick in your thinking, your intelligence. I think that you think you're intelligent. <laughs> but the Lord went on to prove how ignorant they were, lacking in knowledge. And he he told them, you go ahead and make to yourselves friends of them that are chasing after everything in this world. He said, so that when you fail, what a pronouncement. He made it clear. You're going to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to fall flat on your face. He said, so you go ahead and make to yourselves friends of unrighteousness. He said, so that when you fail, they may receive you. These friends of yours, these people you listen to, these people you're in contact with, these people that you're always back and forth, running your mouths and trying to catch everything and make for problems. He said, when you fail, that they may receive you into everlasting habitations. The only eternal abode and habitation and destination that we as the church want is heaven. The Bible teaches that the heaven is going to roll together like a scroll. The Bible teaches that the stars of heaven are going to fall like you would shake a fruit tree in an untimely season. It's going to fall to the earth. The Bible teaches that mountains are going to move out of their places and valleys are going to move. Islands are going to move. These things are going to take place. But in the midst of all of that, shall I say just preceding that actually, there's going to be a voice and voices that cry out. And they're going to say, how long, O Lord, will you tolerate? How long, O Lord, will you put up with this nonsense? How long will you let this go on? And the, the answer came, from heaven. Just a little while. Just a little while longer. You know, hang in there with what's right, church family. Hang in with the scripture. Hang in with the teachings of the church. Hang in with the things that are godly and righteous and that are proven 
I told a lawyer, and I've always, whenever I would be around him, I was always trying to bring in Scripture and, and witness to him and show him the way, the way of God truly, the straight way of the Lord. And I told him the Bible said, prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. There are people that have no evidence. There are people that just have a lot of words, a lot of arguments, a lot of opinions. And you know, most of the time, they're just trying to create a camouflage so that they can hide behind it. But when John the baptizer came, as the voice of one crying in the wilderness, he said, make the path straight for the Lord. We're not going to get involved with the crooked any longer. We're going to bring down every mountain. We're going to get rid of unbelief. We're going to bring up every valley. We're going to get out of depression and being depressed and feeling put down. We're going to get out of that stuff. We're going to get out of those valleys. He said, we're, we're going to make straight the way of the Lord. We're in the business of turning hearts to God. Getting people hearts on the right thing. They said to Jesus here in the 14th chapter of John, or Jesus said to them, first off, he said, let not your heart, that's here, the thought process, the seat of your intellect, your thoughts, and your emotions. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, you believe in the Spirit. He said, then believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions or dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. Now please, church family, he's not up there with a hammer and a tape measure and a transit, okay? We're talking about God that speaks things into existence, okay? Yes, we do. That's who we're talking about. And he said, and if I go, well, he did. He went to Calvary and prepare a place for you. He did do that. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also, and whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Oh, there's our friend Thomas again. <laughs> Thomas saith unto him, you remember Thomas, the one that said, uh, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And you don't know me? So when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. I'm the Father come in flesh. I'm the everlasting Father. Yeah. So anyway, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. <laughs> I am the way, 
I am the way. And on top of that, he said, I'm the truth and I'm the life. Everybody said amen. amen. The way, church family, there is a way. But you better remember what the wise man said in Proverbs. Because I'll say it this way. There's another way. And it seems right unto people. Particularly it said unto a man, but that's people. And he said, the end thereof are the ways of death. It seems right. It's appealing to the flesh. It's appealing in this world. But in the midst of that, you and I are so blessed because he's opened our understanding that we might know the way in truth. Not a mirage, not some kind of lie that the devil brings, not something fake and not something phony, not something fleshly, not something that's going to pass away and roll up like a scroll and just drop or move out of its place. No. He said, I'm going to give you a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. I tell you, there'll be no argument there. There'll be no trying to catch in the words there. There'll be none of that. Because there's, gonna, there's not going to be a devil there. You hear me? Because he's going to be shut up. I'm so glad when God's going to make him shut up. <laughs> he's going to shut him up and shut him up. Yes, he's going to take care of him. And you better believe your Bible and what it says to you I'm turning to the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 2, and you can begin with verse 1, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughterings against the church, the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest. Boy, the communication some people keep. The people that they're so determined to be in contact with. And they're so blinded that they don't see them in their ugly attitude. They're against children getting baptized. They're against children getting the Holy Ghost. They're against the way The Bible said they went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the churches, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, this way, this is specific. This isn't just any old way. You don't just live any old way you want. You don't make up the rules as you go along. We live according to chapter and verse and subject matter. Yeah. 
this way. Everybody said praise the Lord. Same book. Chapter 18. Verses 25 and 26. There was a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man, mighty in the scriptures, and he came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord. Okay, this dude knew what he was doing. Okay? He was very familiar with what we call the Old Testament, because that's all they had then. It's called the Septuagint. And the Hebrew writings from the prophets, inspired of God, what we know to be the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the Old Will. And he was given to understand about the coming of the Christ. The Bible said that he was eloquent in the Scripture. It also went on to say, he was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Sometimes people don't know enough. Sometimes their knowledge runs out. Their revelation runs out. Sometimes their, their light in other words, runs out. All of a sudden, there's a, a place of darkness. Yeah. But look what took place. I mean, he's doing a pretty good job, this Apollos dude. And he caught the eye and the ear of the church. They said, as he began, and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom Aquila whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more completely or more perfectly. We're going to tweak you a little bit. We're going to help you out. One place in the scripture said, come and go with us. We'll do thee good. We'll do you good. We can help you. We can help you. We can help your children. Yeah. We can put strength in you in areas where there's been some weakness. Can help you. Now you can get you can get huffy, you can get argumentative, you can get proud. You know they say there's three kinds of pride. There's pride of place, there's pride of race, and there's pride of faith. What they say? Well, or you can you can react spiritually. You can I like to see hearts manifested, what's in hearts when people come and they we baptize them in Jesus' name and they get the gift of the Holy Ghost. I've never yet met anybody that got the gift of the Holy Ghost that wanted to argue. Never met anybody that got a real touch and a blessing of God in their life, much less the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
man, it's my hands are up. What can I do? Tell me what to do. Show me what to do. Lead me in the way. In the way. While everybody's got a moment, you might want to turn your phones off or something like that. It would be appreciated. And expounded unto them the way of God more completely. They helped this guy. And you know, the Bible teaches that Apollos was used of the Lord from then on and became a member of good standing in the body of Christ because he was teachable. Because he was teachable. They took him aside and they, they he, this guy was eloquent. He could have been very proud, but he wasn't. They took him aside. They found him to be teachable. They found him to be hungry for truth. They found him to be somebody that wasn't out for himself. But he had the big overall plan. Hey, get with the plan. Get with the program. It's only getting bigger. And the more and the less you're with it, the more you're going to fade away into the background. Get with this. And that's what Apollos did. He got with it. And that's why we read favorable things about him in the Bible. Everybody said amen. amen. There are some that believe that he wrote the book of Hebrews. Amen. I'm in uh, the same book, the next chapter, which is chapter 19, verse 9. This is just after, this is on the heels, this chapter 19 in the beginning here. This is on the heels of the Apostle Paul coming to the upper coast, and he finds 12 disciples, okay? And uh, these disciples were disciples of John the Baptizer. Now, that's a very good resume there. That's a very good recommendation. I mean, to have that in your resume, that's a big plus. They were baptized by John the Baptizer. Okay? That, was, that carried a lot of weight with it. And this is what the Apostle Paul found them and says to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? You're talking about direct and right to the point. He wasn't asking them how their Instagram account was or how's your Facebook doing or, you know, he would, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? It wasn't about how much money do you have in the bank, what kind of vehicle do you drive, you know. It wasn't are you up with all the latest whatever. You know, church family, it's always going to be the next new thing. We are not to get carried away, 1 Corinthians said, we are not to get carried away with these dumb things. Trendy things. The next new thing. Well, guess what? The next new thing is transgender. You're going to get carried away with that? How stupid, right? How devilish. Next new thing. And one of these days, the next new thing is going to be the mark of the beast. The next new thing is going to be, they're going to take that chip from out of that card and want to put it under your skin. Whether your right hand or your forehead. Yeah. 
going to be the next new thing. It's going to have its time, its place, and the order of things. Oh, yeah. And if you're not believing in the way, you're not having faith in the way, you're always questioning everything and arguing everything. And you're going to find yourself going into everlasting habitations where the devil is going to be. But we, we're of them that our eyes are up, alone with our hands. And we're looking to God. We're looking at the things which are eternal. We're not looking at temporary things. We're not living for this world any longer. He was so kind to save us and deliver us, pull us out of the fire. Clean us up. Take away the argumentativeness. Take away the contrariness. And we came out of the other side of that Holy Ghost experience a new person. And that meant old things were passed away. And behold, all things became new. Nice and new. We're happy. We're excited. We're filled with praise. For our God. Because now. We know the way. Thomas said. We don't know where you're going. <laughs> we don't. Jesus said. Made it clear. He said I'm the way. Thomas said we don't know the way. He said I am the way. Every time you turn around. Thomas got it right in front of him. And Thomas not seeing it. How much of an example do you need? You know. God's just practically smacking some people in the face. In an attempt to, wasn't it nice when he simply, after being bidden into the situation, with tears, come Lord. When he walked into the situation, he said, well, she's, she's not dead. That she's she's just sleeping. And they left and they ridiculed him to scorn. I mean, there was people rolling on the ground laughing at him. And he just said, Well, we're just gonna have to put that them out. Have to put that unbelief out. Have to put that scornful, ridiculing spirit out of here. And so the Lord moved that out. And then you read in the Bible that he took her by the hand and he just lifted her up, spoke a word to her, presented her to her, you know, group there and said, all's well. <laughs> Give her a little something to eat, preferably a Big Mac. Give her a little something. How nice for the Lord to come into our situation. How nice for him to bring the right answer. How nice for him to, in the face of such unbelief and such doubt and fear and mockery and ridiculing and laughing him to scorn, for him to be so gracious. You ever read in the Bible, it said, if so be that you've tasted of the graciousness 
of the Lord. And he's, he's such a gentleman. He's so gracious. He's so kind. He's so loving. And that in the midst of their insults, in the midst of their fighting against, that he just went ahead and performed a miracle. Raised somebody from the dead. Oh, yeah. So on the heels of, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They say, we haven't heard where there be any Holy Ghost. Well, that's right where we're at today, aren't we, church family? Because we've got a lot of people. I was in a place to steal. Well, I told you, went to, I went to Goodwill. Yeah, my wife went, goes there to get things for the church, and, and I'm looking for people to witness to, and I did. I practiced my Spanish. I was laying it on them. They were probably laughing at me. <laughs> but uh, I was giving out tracts, and, and I have some Spanish tracts, of course, and giving them out and talking to people. And, man, I told my wife when we left, I said, man, we could start a church right there, get some little old building. And I thought of Brother Enrique and his family, and I said, boy, we'd go over there, and I started thinking of different Spanish people in our church. After all, we don't do anything on Thursday nights. Oh, brother. Everybody said hallelujah. He said, unto what then were you baptized? They said, John's baptism. But you know, I didn't even read where the apostle Paul paused. He just went straight on and said, yeah, John told you, you must have missed a Bible study because John told you to believe on him which should come after him. He said, I'm not the Christ. I'm making straight the path of the Lord. Believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. But when they heard this, nobody argued. Nobody went to Fifth City. Nobody started meeting and having their little caucuses. Not at all. Not at all. They got rebaptized. It's right in your Bible. They got rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, praise the Lord. You miss a whole lot when you're arguing. Your mind gets tied up. You, and it's just the enemy distracting, distracting, distracting. Trying to point people in the wrong direction. Get them going and chasing after the wrong things. And all the while, you're going to miss the eternal thing. You're going to miss what God is doing. You're going to miss His glory power in his demonstration you're going to miss the really good life the only good life so that brings me to after he baptized them and he laid hands on them they got the Holy Ghost they spake in tongues and even prophesied then verse 8 said and he went into the synagogue and spake boldly this is Paul for the space of three months disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Verse 9. But when diverse were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way. This is the way, church family. This is the way. This is the way. And people are going to speak evil of it. You know, you got you to gotta get a little backbone going there. 
You got to get a little Holy Ghost coming up inside. People think that, you know, we should be all limp-wristed and mollycoddled and have no, no backbone. That's garbage. We're, we're supposed to be good soldiers. We're supposed to fight the good fight of faith. We do it in a spiritual way. We do it in a godly way. But we stand up and we're counted for what's right. You ever read in your Bible how the Lord in Revelation, He made to the church there, He made reference to my faithful martyr Antipas. God had people who stood in the face of death, looked a death angel right in the face, and confessed, I am a believer. I am baptized in Jesus' name. I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. While they put them to death. One faithful martyr, they held a torch and put it right in his face and told him to recant, to deny, to go back. And he wouldn't do it. And as they put that torch right in his face, he screamed out and prayed and praised Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. You read in your Bible about how that they took up stones to stone Stephen because Stephen read them their mail. He told them their history. They didn't like it. They didn't like the truth. They ran upon them. Hands over their ears. Well, yes, they weren't listening. That's for sure. They were going to have their way. That's for sure. And as Jesus said, this is your hour. Power of darkness. You're going to have your time. Okay, you do your thing. But you better watch what you do with your time. You better watch what you do with your life. You better be careful about the things you're saying and the way you're acting. Because, man, I'm going to tell you what. There's a God that's listening. And he's saying, who is this that darkeneth counsel with words without knowledge? He said in one place, he said, stand up and answer me. He said, I will demand of thee. Oh, God can get right down on it. And he can get right in your face. Oh, yeah. But we have the way. We know the way. And Thomas found out right there, blind, silly goop that he was, that the, the way was right in front of him. Jesus had to finally say it. He just said, I am the way. <laughs> I am the way. I am the Father. Wake up to what's right in front of you. Wake up to what's going on. Have faith. Have a belief going on here. But when diverse were hardened, believe not, but spake evil of that way. Before the multitude. Oh, brother. What a terrible thing. What a terrible reaction. And he's trying to give them truth. He's trying to give them what's right. Same chapter. Verse 23. And the same time there arose no small stir about that way. Everybody said praise the Lord. I have a whole lot more. But I know I've been a little long, so I'm going to stop. You remember, there is a way. And that way consists 
of the things of the Lord. You want to learn the way of the Lord. Don't do it your way. Don't do it the devil's way. You know, that's, that's the old things that are supposed to be passed away when you claim this experience. That old pride, that old stubborn nature, that old hateful attitude, that old questioning uh, and, and just tearing things apart, questioning everything try, for what? Why were they after Jesus? Why were they always trying to destroy him? Why were they always trying to tear down when all that time they could have been building up? They could have gotten behind and been a great big part of what was going on. And brother, in that day, when the books are opened, when he descends one sitting on that one throne, in a thousand years difference, Going to put the sheep on the right, and a thousand years later, Grandma is going to put the goats on the left. And in between, which is called the millennium, and them sheep getting on the right is going to be that first resurrection. And blessed and holy is he to have part. And when it's time to open the book and the books, you're going to want your name to be there. Because whosoever's name was not found in the Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake of fire. But you know the way. You know the way. Don't claim you don't know the way. You know the way. Don't claim you don't know what's right. You know what's right. Because what's right is taught here. Over and over and over again. Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said I love the way. Let's stand together. And remember, Jesus is the way. He is the way. I told you before that my pastor did me like I did Pastor Hopper this morning. At the last second said, go on up there and say something. <laughs> go up there and preach. And uh, right off the cuff, you know. So I kind of passed that on to Pastor Hopper this morning. I just said, Pastor Hopper's coming to say something. That was that. That's all the warning he got. And uh, my pastor and I had did that to me how many times? And this one particular time I, I preached, and there was a couple, hippie couple there, and I was trying to reach them and trying to be evangelistic. And boy, after church he got me. I don't know what I said wrong uh, or pulled out of context incorrectly or something. But... Uh, I remember he took me in the office and he said, Brother Feld, he said, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you believe about that verse. I said, hold it! You know, he didn't usually interrupt my pastor, but I jumped in on that one. And I said, whatever you believe, that's what I believe. <laughs> I diffused that thing in a hurry. Amen. I'm with the way, church family. I've got no argument with my God. Amen. i got no argument with my God. He's a great God. I have no argument with His church, His people, and the prophets of old, the example we've been given. Amen. No argument whatsoever. We have the truth. We have the life. Because He's the way. Let's take a moment.
Lift our hearts with our hands and love you, Jesus. I praise and worship you, holy God. Thank you, Lord, for this truth. Thank you for the way. God, grant me a spirit and an attitude that I will submit myself to the things of God, to the truth of God, to the message of God, to the life of the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, God, I praise you. Oh, God, I praise you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, holy, holy, holy King. God, you are righteous. And God, you are holy. There are other ways, church family. Jude 11 said, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Don't want Cain's way. Don't want Judas' way. Don't want Caiaphas' way. Don't want these other people's way. I want the Lord. He is the way. He's the way we want. Okay, he's the way we want. Because truthfully, when you sound it down, he's the only way. He's the only way. Let's give God a big hand. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And I worship you, I worship you, I worship you. There is no better way. There is no better life. And this just keeps getting better and better. The plan just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So be a part of it. Choose to be a part of it. Okay? The choice is yours. Love you. And uh, tomorrow night we have...